Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games blog review. Today we're looking at Project Dreamscape by Undine Studios, designed by Sarah and Will Reed, and illustrated by Julie Okahara. It's a 1-4 player card game, lasting about 30-45 to 45 minutes, complexity rating 1.5 out of 5, so quite low complexity, age is therefore about 10 plus. For full disclosure, let me just say that Sarah Reed sent me a copy of this game. She didn't ask me to review it or otherwise influence me. So this review, I would say, is independent, but of course, I thought I'd let you know in case you think that influences my opinion of the game. It certainly doesn't, but I definitely wanted to let you know first of all. In this game, your aim is to chain together cards of the same color, making longer and longer and longer chains. And that in itself seems quite straightforward, but it is a lot harder than it looks. As you can see, all the cards have two colours and two sides to them, and it doesn't really matter which way around you play them. So even if you play them that way around, you still end up with a long chain of perfect respite. So in this case, we had one, two, three, four, five chains. The problem is that you buy from a river of cards on your turn using money. Each card actually doubles up as money, the backside, or as a dream card. And everyone starts with one money coin, one card. And at the beginning of your turn, you can draw another card to give you extra money. So to start with, you can really only afford the first two cards in the river. And as always in these sort of games, the more money you have, the more cards you can buy. And as you buy them, obviously they just get shuffled along at the end of your turn. So once you buy them, they don't get refilled. And then the next card ends up at the top. Again, so far so easy. So you might see lots of cards the same color that you want to buy. And as you get more money, you can start buying them. Of course, other players can do the same and they will see what cards you've bought and potentially decide to buy them for themselves. So far, so good. Nothing new there. However, whenever you buy a card, you have to play it. And as you play it, you have to select one of the two special abilities that every card has, indicated by the color and also described on the card. A lot of these abilities are in your favor, allowing you to gain more money. These Z cards, as they're called in the game. So this is an extra money you can draw. Others allow you to for example, reserve a card from the Dreamscape, the central river of cards, which means you basically take potentially a very expensive card, put it to one side, and then on your next go, you can buy this card really cheaply just for one coin. Again, allowing you to plan ahead. So that is all very clever and all very good and all very straightforward. And of course, you know, as you play cards, you can look through your stack, but you can obviously never rearrange your stack. So while you can add to it and create these long chains of colors, you're doing well. Given that every card has two colors on them, you may from time to time have to leave from one color to another. That of course is not much of a problem. It just means you're creating shorter chains. So we're jumping here onto the orange and then with our next card we might have to jump onto that and then maybe back onto that. And depending obviously what cards you can buy, you might just have to be a bit more flexible. And again, 
That means you have to plan ahead a bit and think about what cards you have. And as you get more money, you can obviously buy more cards. But as I said earlier, as you play each card, you do have to carry out one of these functions. You can't just skip that. Uh, as I said, most of the time that's in your favor. Sometimes it's against you. It also means that when it's in your favor, you have to think about what cards you play in what order. Because there's, for example, cards that allow you to rearrange the river of cards in the center so that you can make more expensive cards cheaper for you. Obviously, you want to buy that card first to then buy another card that was originally more expensive and buy that for a cheaper amount. It just gets obviously more and more convoluted and complicated. There's also cards which allow you to pull a card out of your dream brim stack, your card, cards that you've already played, and bring it to the top and reuse the ability. Now that can be very useful if you had at some point a card in the middle of your stack that just didn't fit with anything else. It might allow you to bring it to the top and now you're creating a longer chain of colors. It can also potentially create problems. Uh, you know, you might have a really long chain and you really want to replay a card to give you a bonus, but by that you're breaking potentially that very long chain. Of course, you can always decide to play the other action instead. So if something does cause you problems, usually the other uh, side of it is something that is useful. Additionally, there are also cards that allow you to replay the dream card that's underneath this one. So creating another chain, there might be a similar card that then you use the ability here to then pull a card out of your stack to the top that allows you something else. You can actually create long chains. Similarly, you can use the ability of an opponent's card and, and that again can create longer and longer chains. It is really quite complex quite quickly. I wouldn't say overly complex, but there's certainly some thinking you have to do ahead of time and think a few steps ahead to decide what cards you buy, how you play them, which abilities you use, and then try and build really long chains out of it. So the whole game feels a bit more like Keyforge. So you might buy a card that allows you to replay the ability underneath, which is that ability which allows you to rearrange cards. So you suddenly can make something more expensive a lot cheaper. You then buy this card, which then allows you to replay the card underneath, which means you're going to use the replay again. And you can see there's longer and longer chains of actions you can do, and it can quite, you know, get quite complex and quite quick. But it does remind me of, you know, dueling games like Keyforge and things like that, where you keep playing cards and they allow you to do other things. And it is almost a duel without necessarily you attacking the opponent. You just creating longer and longer chains of actions that you do and therefore allowing you to buy more and more cards and hopefully building longer and longer of chains of the same color if you can. Speaking of player interaction, as I say, this is not like Keyforge, but there is some key interac player interaction in this game. You do end up having some actions that, you know, for example, in the lighter sense, allow you to copy the ability of someone else's card. That's fine. But there's also cards that force the opponent to discard one of their cards. Or um, there's also an additional set, this is the base set you can see, additional set of cards um, that then have even more player interaction. However, again, as I say, I think the base set is very good. There's a little bit of player interaction, but nothing too major. But if you do want a bit more, you can swap out each type of dream with a different set of cards and create more player interaction to a level that feels right for you. The illustrations are really beautiful. All the cards are beautifully drawn. They do remind me of watercolors. Um, 
and they're very eerie, very sort of dreamlike, something you would expect from this sort of game. Um, so yes, this game is definitely highly recommended. I would say give it a go if you enjoy these sort of games um, and as I say they're just being able to play lots of chains of actions and, and building your uh, chain of colors is great fun and really enjoyable definitely worth trying also it is almost a gateway game maybe a little bit more complex but it shouldn't be too difficult for someone to learn once they've played a few games they realize what chains they can create and it's definitely worth um, trying with players that aren't necessarily gamers otherwise and you can see the box is nice and small you know easy to take with you on holiday and I will definitely take that with me as well um, the suitcase obviously needs to be bigger now I think um, but no just because of the number of games but no it's a beautiful game definitely worth trying so this was Project Dreamscape by Indian Studios uh, designed by Sarah and Will Reed Thanks very much to Sarah to, uh, for sending me one of the, a copy of this game. I'm really pleased to have had it. And again, um, I can highly recommend it. As I say, the artwork by Julio Cajara is absolutely beautiful. And that's really all. I hope you enjoyed this review. And if you did, please, as always, subscribe, like, and comment below. There's also a written version of this review on my blog. Check that out. Check out my Twitter feed, Patreon page and Coffee page. All the links are in the description of this review below. And that's all. Thanks very much again. And I hope to see you again soon.